Hey guys, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Sisters Spooked, the podcast where two sisters talk about all the creepy things. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a scary story, suggestions for an episode, or anything really, please email us at sisterspooked at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at sisters underscore spooked. And we also have a secret Facebook group, Sisters Spooked Secret Group. Our website is sisterspooked.com, where you'll be able to find our blog and much more. We're so excited to have you. It's time to get spooky. Sister Spooked contains graphic and explicit content. We recommend to listen at your discretion, but we hope you stay for the show. Thanks for listening. salt on these i put garlic salt that actually sounds good mama's just resting her head on my knee staring at me oh sorry i don't know if you can eat these can you hear me eating no (laughs) can you hear me eating no (laughs) all right okay are you ready yeah let's get into it so are we diving straight in yeah (laughs) i'm gonna have to cut so much (laughs) Yes. I can hear him. I know you can. He's going to make a guest appearance because he can't be quiet and he's going to make fun of me the whole time. (laughs) Okay, so anyways, my murders, six of them, to be precise, took place in Carnation, Washington, which is probably a ho-dunk little city in Washington, about 25 miles from Seattle. And the perpetrators' names were Michelle Anderson and Joseph McEnroe. These murders took place 2007 on December 24th. And just like the first episode, the murders we talked about, this happened at a Christmas party. Or what was supposed to be a Christmas party. Basically what happened was Michelle and her boyfriend, Joseph, they drove up to Michelle's parents' house. And it was said that they had that their property was a tractor, like a trailer tractor on their property anyways. So I'm not sure where they were driving from, but they they went to their house. They went to Michelle's parents' house. And McEnroe, Joseph, the boyfriend, he was distracting the mom, and they she was wrapping presents while Michelle shot her dad, but her gun ended up jamming. Joseph ended up killing the mother and her mother and her father. And they hid the bodies, and at that point, they were the only two in the house. So they hid the bodies and cleaned the house and waited for Michelle's older brother and his wife and their two kids to get there. Once they got there, Michelle shot her brother, and then they both shot his wife, Erica. And then Michelle said that she didn't want any witnesses, so she she asked Joseph to shoot both of the children. One was three and one was five. She also claimed that they were already going to be traumatized from seeing their parents killed in front of them. So she didn't want them to have to live with that. So, so she's being considerate. She thought. <laughs> That's what happened on that day. And then they left. And then for two days, they were pretty much 
scot-free for two days. And then somebody who worked with her mother, I think, they were wondering why she hadn't come into work. Which I wonder, like, she was, um, I think they said she was a, a postal worker or something. So I wonder, like, why she would have even had to go in on the 25th. Well, that doesn't really add up, but. Yeah, that's weird. So, yeah, so apparently someone she worked with came and found their bodies at their house. The police came. Since Joseph and Michelle's house was on the property, they, I don't know why they didn't leave, but they didn't, so they got caught. Um, here's a little timeline. So the 24th that happened, the four that came in after, and then the parents, those are all the victims. All of them were shot, and the weapon that was used was a .357 caliber Magnum handgun and an automatic pistol. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they definitely wanted them dead. Like I said, the motive was money. Uh, Michelle felt that she had been, quote-unquote, slighted by her parents and her older brother. So, apparently, that's reason enough to kill them all. Did it but... say anything about, like, the parents giving special treatment to the brother? Like, giving him money no. or something? Or... No. I, it didn't really say, like, it didn't really go into depth. Because all of the information that they have is from them on trials. I don't know. They didn't get that in depth, I guess. Hmm. So, 2007, December 24th is when it happened. And then December 26th, they were questioned and arrested. And then December 28th, they were charged with six counts of aggravated murder. And during an interview, McEnrose, the Joseph, the um, boyfriend, he said, I'm sorry that they're gone. They were my family, too, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that doesn't make it better because you just... That makes it worse, in fact, in my opinion, because you just murdered people you consider your family. Um, but yeah, and then this is the like, following year, 2008. On June 27th, Michelle Anderson said during an interview, quote, I want the most severe punishment, which would be the death penalty, end quote. I think, I think if I kill a bunch of people, I'm not sure I deserve to live. I want to waive my trial. So basically, if she wanted to just, like, not go through a trial, like, plead guilty to everything, get the death penalty. But this didn't really affect anything. It was just during an interview. So it's not like she said this in a court of law where she was, like... Uh, so she's just, like... She was just feeling sorry for herself. You know? I got so, Skip three years later. I don't know how all of these trials work, but three years later, 2011, April... 28th, a superior court judge, not supreme, superior court judge, <laughs> Okay. rules the two will be tried separately. Well, that makes sense because one was a relative and one wasn't, and then, like, one killed more than the other ones, you know? Like, I'd, I'd still say they were both It was, like, the same, but separate. Yeah. So, they are tried separately, and then in 2013, January 31st of 2013, a judge ruled that the state cannot seek the death penalty because they underestimated the strength of their evidence. Mm -hmm. So they weren't going to try for the death penalty. And then um, on September 5th, the, the state Supreme Court overturned this and proceeded with the sentencing. Gotcha. So February 11th, 2014, the government announced that no one, or sorry, the governor of, is a governor... Is it the governor for a state? Yeah. Or like the governor of Washington? Or is it for like counties? I want to say it's for counties. Oh. 
but I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. Well, the governor, I don't know what governor, but the governor announced that no one will be executed while he's in office, um, huh. but they can do life in prison. So, so no one was going to receive the death penalty while he was in office. Which I'm sorry. But- that doesn't make any sense. Okay. I don't know how I feel about the death penalty, to be honest, but if you kill multiple people, why would the state spend their resources on trying to keep you alive for the rest of your life? Yeah, I don't know. And that's just my thought, and I'll leave it at that. Why would you, honestly, like, how messed up would you have to be to even want to stay alive after you've done that? Right. And it's not even like they were super young, like, these are grown-ass, like, adults. So they grew up their whole life with that family just to kill them like that. Man. Yeah. So the most they could get was life in prison. But on March 25th... So, but but if another governor, like, took his place, they could be tried for it, I guess. Because it depends on their stance on the, on, on the death penalty. But March 25th, 2014, McEnroe was found guilty of six counts of aggravated first-degree murder. So he was charged with aggregated first-degree murder. And on May 13th, he was sentenced to life in prison. 2016, so this is two years after he got sentenced. I don't know what, why this timeline is still spread out. It didn't really explain what issues were going on, why they couldn't get it done faster. But two years after he was sentenced, Anderson was convicted of six accounts of aggravated murder and life in prison without parole and april 21st is when she was actually sentenced so she was sentenced with with life in prison without parole and he was also sentenced to life in prison so there's no getting out for them i hope not yeah so um, that's pretty much it it's like a pretty basic thing like i don't know exactly what the story was behind the money i guess like they never really said that in any interviews because it wasn't that pertinent it's just like, because they they had they had admitted that they'd done it. Like, there's you know, like there's 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 really no fighting it. Yeah, jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, like <laughs> that would be like me going. Why do you keep trying to compare yourself? You did this last time. <laughs> I know. Never mind. Okay, I just won't say it. But <laughs> but it's true though. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. Well, are they still in jail then? I'm assuming since this was so recent. Um, yeah, I'd assume so, unless they like killed themselves. Oh, interesting. Which, if you're like, I feel like if they were gonna do that, they would have done it before. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. So this is a pretty, this is a pretty short one. There, there's not that much, like, that that's very like unique about it. But it is pretty messed up that someone would be able to, like be so psychotic that they would kill their parents, their brother, their sister-in-law, and their niece and nephew. Basically for, like, no reason to. Yeah. They well, did this for money, and they didn't even... I well, mean, it's look, not even... Gonna, no, like, it's, not even, it's not even the fact that they did it for money. They did it because she felt that she had been, like, slighted by them. Okay. Uh, um, wait, what did she say exactly? She was, she thought, like, she was, oh, she believed, she terrible. believed she had been slighted and mistreated by them. Oh, gotcha. I don't know exactly what the, what the circumstances were, but they weren't good enough to get her off. <laughs> Jeez, I'd say so. But I feel like there was enough evidence to where she wouldn't have gotten out of that anyway. 
Yeah. Hmm. Well, very interesting. Yeah. Wish I had more, but. Yeah. I know. My case is pretty short, too. So would you like to hear about it? Yes. Okay. So my case from what I found, it was, I thought it was called the Dallas Christmas Killings. But as I was reading more into the case, it was in Grapevine, which isn't in Dallas. So I don't know. We'll just go with it. Um, But this is a story about, and apologies in advance if I butcher all of these names, because, you know, anyway. So it's about Aziz Zola. Yazdanpana. Um, but, but people called him Bob, and he was 56 years old. And it takes place in the Lincoln Vineyard Apartments on December 25th of 2011. So Bob and his wife Fatima were recently separated, and they were part of an arranged they were part of an arranged marriage and were no longer in love. Fatima had custody of their children and moved out of the home into the nearby apartment complex. Bob had recently allowed his house to enter foreclosure. Before Bob and his wife separated, he confided in a friend, Zari, and they made a pact to tell their wives about trips booked for work, but instead would get hotel rooms with prostitutes. Zari, I know. Zari ended up telling his wife about what Bob was planning to do on these trips, and this is kind of what sparked their divorce. Go figure, right? <laughs> it was also something... Sorry, I keep looking over at Juan because he's making faces because he's playing video games in the same room as me, <laughs> and he can hear me because his music's not that loud. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> he told me I have an annoying-ass voice anyway. <laughs> Truth. Okay. I mean, he's not wrong. Don't say truth. My voice is pretty annoying, though, especially in recordings. But anyway. Uh, Okay. Shut up. Let's be civil. (laughs) Okay. So Bob was also unemployed for 12 years and struggled to find employment. Him and his wife filed for bankruptcy four times. Mm. Yeah. So, fast forward to Christmas of 2011, and Fatima decided to host Christmas, but did not extend the invite to Bob. The family in attendance was Fatima, Bob's wife, Fatima's daughter, Narjus Yazdanpana, or she also goes by Nan. She was 19, and their son was also there, Ali Yazdanpana. He was 14. Fatima's sister, Zori Ramadi, she's 58. And her husband, oh no, I'm sorry, not and yet, but her husband, Mohammed Hussein Zari, who is 59, and their daughter, Sarah Fatima Zari, and she was 22. So Bob arrived unannounced in a Santa suit, and when the door was opened... Oh my God! All these Santa suit guys. What the hell? I know. I know. Remember I told you that I had this similar case and I was like, mm, creepy that they both dressed up as Santa. Maybe maybe it was inspiration. Yeah, right. Because that other one did happen 
a couple years. Four years. Okay, so when he got inside, he started killing the families, and all of the victims were shot in the head. And after Bob slaughtered the family, he took ended up taking his own life as well. Before Bob slaughtered his family, they believe he called the police because an operator said a male was whispering for help and also her. Oh, the- hell no. You're going to tell me that when I'm alone? Oh. In this apartment? <laughs> yes, you're That's fine. That's creepy. So I was able to find what the transcript was. So uh-huh. it's okay. You're going to be fine. He's dead, so he can't hurt you. So he called 911. He called 911, and here's what happened. So 911 answered. They said, Grapevine, 911, where is your emergency? There was no response. So they said, Hello, Grapevine, 911. And the caller, they could hear them screaming, help, help. 911 says, you need help. And the caller then whispered, a shooting. Stop! 911 said, are you sick? And the caller said, shooting people. Oh my god, I don't want this anymore. I'm alone on a college campus where no one is. You have your dog. She's She'll be vicious for you. Mama, kill them. She's napping right now. Oh, and then 911 said, what was that? And then there was just heavy breathing. And then the operator said, do you need an ambulance or police? More heavy breathing. Then they said, hello? And the caller said, again, heavy breathing. So then the operator said, one moment. And as they were talking to other people, she said, I have a heavy breather on the phone. And I guess there was more conversation but it wasn't legible. So the call did disconnect once, and when the 911 caller, when the 911 worker called back, no one answered, and the police were dispatched to the apartment. Wait, how'd she know where they were? You know, like, when people call, it kind of, like, pings their location? Um, sure. Okay, well, I'm assuming that's, like, what happened in this situation. But upon police arrival, Bob planted a gun in his brother-in-law's hand to make it look like like Bob was not the only shooter in the apartment. The victims were found beside open gifts near their Christmas tree, and police are still unsure of the motive to the shooting this day, but it's the worst crime in Grapevine history. Wait, how many casualties were there? Um, there was Bob, his wife, his daughter and son... The sister, the brother-in-law, the and the daughter. So seven altogether, including Bob. That's Isn't so that, weird. Yeah. At least he let them open the presents first. I mean, <laughs> if you're looking for, like, a positive in that situation, yes. I, I guess that is something that is ad- admirable, if you want to say that. But I still think that it's funny how they're like, oh, we don't know a motive when, like, all of these things happened basically right before he went and shot up everyone. Yeah. I mean, a divorce is motive enough for someone to fucking snap like that. Yeah. So just adding all those other stressors on, I'm sure he still couldn't find a job or anything. And he was just fed up and... 
upset that she took the kids and was moving on with her life and he was just kind of like a piece of shit so they probably just had no motive because like what's the point if they already knew yeah that's true i don't know yo but how'd they know how'd they know that it wasn't someone else who like planted the guns on both of them i mean yeah that's true i did read in one of the articles that It was people saw him coming in to the building looking nervous and kind of like hurried. So, don't know. Oh, gosh. I will never understand what makes people so crazy like that. Whatever you're doing is very loud. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Oh, totally hear you're eating. (laughs) Got some ASMR for y'all. Oh, no. Uh, all right well it's gonna be a short episode <laughs> like 30 minutes <laughs> what 30 minutes oh that's okay yeah, if anything fine. if anything we can like if the if the next if the next one's short too we can just like combine them or something yeah all right well thanks for meeting with me we can do the other one we were all right okay well bye What's our thing? What are we gonna do? Oh, um, oh yeah, thanks for getting spooky with us. Yeah, I oh. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. How do you hang up? I don't know. Oh.